It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome to the program. How was your tennis game today? Win, lose? Uh, It actually wasn't tennis. (laughs) What was it today? Just for a walk today. I'm just trying to, it, it's, uh, it's been a little bit of a scramble window into my life. Um, I thought I was having an easy weekend and flying to Jacksonville, do an easy peasy few hits on the New York Giants who are playing down there. And first thing yesterday morning, right after I've gotten back from New York City, I get a phone call. Hey, can you man the sideline for the Titans Colts? So while my husband is in Virginia and I am single parenting and doing a radio show in town, I am now trying to bone up on the Colts and the Titans. And oh, by the way, my house is a disaster, too, which is a whole other (laughs) You can't, you don't have a I called my husband. No, but Adam, you'll appreciate this one. I called my husband this morning and I said, Matt, I'm just like scrambling. And I know that all the ultimate Cleveland sports show asks of me is about 20 minutes, but I'm just dying here. And he said, remember the conversation we had with Adam about how great partnerships, sometimes one person carries you and sometimes the other person carries you. And sometimes everybody carries their own weight. And he said, if today Adam needs to carry you, he'll carry you. I'll carry you. I'll pick you up. That's exactly right. You're pretty light. <laughs> you got you. Guys. By the way, I hope when they asked you, can you man the sidelines, you said no, but I can woman the oh. sidelines. Ah, <laughs> you know what? I don't, I don't think actually that that was the phrase that was used. But, <laughs> I don't know. It's so much fun to uh, – it's so much fun to be on the sideline. It's so much fun to be – thought of that hey they're in a pickle they need someone and the first person they think to call is me and uh i don't think it's supposed to be cold or rainy in tennessee so knock on wood that's got me excited i actually think there's an interesting storyline with the titans because they they drafted uh malik willis right do i got that right 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 and yes it is like when ryan Tannehill first went to tennessee they're like wow this guy's been reborn and now it's like eh like, if you're a Titans fan, you're not excited about Ryan Tannehill. Is there any – I'm curious, is there any rumblings of Malik Willis getting an opportunity? Or are they comfortable just sticking with Tannehill? Or is it too I, I don't think the at the moment. Well, of course, as I just told you, I just found yeah. out. So yeah, that's true. I haven't necessarily made all my calls yet. I, I don't think that that's something that's incredibly imminent. You know, one of the things that we knew about Malik Willis coming out is that he had a lot of raw talent, but that he was very, very, very raw. Yeah. And there obviously was a learning curve. And part of the appeal of Kenny Pickett was that he was considered far and away the most pro-ready prospect of any of these rookie quarterbacks. That's why it was such an odd rookie quarterback year. But um, I think what was notable is when Ryan Tannehill was asked about Willis, he was, um, I wouldn't call it salty, but not necessarily Mm. like, oh yeah, I can't wait till he's here and he's under my wing or anything like that. You know, it wasn't necessarily an Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes moment. It was a little bit more a Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph moment. Or Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess that too. So it's funny how we sort of allow that at that position. Yeah. We accept that at that position. You know, any Weird. other position, you bring in a great pass rusher, you're expected to help the next great pass rusher. You're expected to help the next great middle linebacker. And it's sort of like, yeah, it's on you to go ahead and try to beat me. But at quarterback, feelings are um, maybe a little bit more, maybe the nicer way to say is you might be a little bit more into your feelings. Interesting. I know that you're, you're, you know, you're up to your neck now in Titans Colts, but I really, we want to get your thoughts on, the Ravens and the Browns, two teams that you know very well. How do you see this football game playing out? What it, what are the prospects for a Browns victory on Sunday? I just, you know, it's um, it, it's funny. This was a conversation that I had with Jacoby Jones earlier in the year. He was asked a question by a member of my crew. Um, well, you know, these first four games are winnable games, and. For me, it's like if you're a professional athlete, you better go into every game thinking it's a winnable game. And, you know, that's essentially what Jacoby was also saying, that it's sort of a silly question because you don't line up and play. You don't put your uniform on if you don't think that you have a great chance. 
the trouble right now is that I just don't feel that I have a great handle on either of these teams. I think that they're both underachieving and underachieving in very different ways. I think that the Browns are just not playing nearly up to their potential, which is what we have been talking about ad nauseum. And I know we talked about Tuesday, the Ravens, are not closing out games. It's, it's their, what is that cliche? They're snatching defeat from the hands of victory. Yeah. As so evidenced by what happened last week against the Giants. I mean, they had that game won, and all of a sudden Lamar Jackson is throwing a pick, and oh my goodness. And I, that's very, very odd for a John Harbaugh team. Right. Very odd. You know, a year ago, that team was as good as any, except for the fact that 20 major contributors and starters went down. And despite that, at the end of the season, they were still in every single game and lost by one or two points to top teams over and over again. And it was just sort of needing one more play. Well, now it's that whole finishing thing. And you kind of expect that when you have a young quarterback. If I say that to you about the Jacksonville Jaguars who have a first-year head coach and a young quarterback and are sort of learning what it means to be a professional for the first time, it would make sense. But in Baltimore, it doesn't make sense. So this is, again, why I'm a bit confused. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know how it's going to play out. I mean, the question started, <laughs> yeah. how do you see this playing out? I really don't, because it all depends on who shows up. Is it Lamar Jackson, MVP candidate, and world-beating Ravens, and tough as can be? Then, okay, the Browns have a tough go, especially the way they've been playing. Do the Browns finally wake up and get their act together and do all the little things that they need to do and seemingly be on the same page and run the ball well? You know, like, I don't – it's so yeah. many – if, if, if. It's so many caveats. It is hard to predict. Yeah, it does feel like a hard game to predict because as much as we want to say, well, the Browns have been awful, the Ravens have been just so bad. As bad as the Browns have been in the fourth quarter, the Ravens have been even worse because they have collapsed in four straight games. They did manage to kick the game-winning field goal in the Bengals game, but they collapsed, like, epically in all four of these games. Yes. So and the thing with Lamar is... Like, I've always been, even though he's a Raven, I've always liked Lamar, and I've liked his game. But he was not good. It, 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 there's a weird thing about Lamar. I don't get what it is. It, it it feels like some people are afraid to ever criticize him. If you criticize him, it's like you're saying he sucks, which is not true. You can criticize a guy and not say he sucks. I, Lamar obviously doesn't suck. But he was not very good last year, and he's his play can be inconsistent. At times, he looks like, how does anybody stop this guy? And then there's other times where he throws the worst picks, where he just yeah. looks completely lost, and it's it's strange. But he's his, even this year his play's been up and down. Now he doesn't have a great well, talent I think around that's... him besides Andrews, but his play's been inconsistent. And I, I think that that's something that he's talked about for a few years. That that's the goal is the consistency. You know, he yeah. clearly became a better thrower of the football in year two than he was in year one. He's worked every offseason to get better at some part of his game. And something we've heard. Did somebody just pop champagne? Is that pop? <laughs> no, we're shooting bass. They're, shoot, oh. they're shooting bass. It's very rude, Aditi. Jason, rude. Jason threw his That's up. how engaging I am that you're no. shooting bass. Aditi, they do Mikey. it in every interview. They, they do it in every interview. They literally do it in every interview, what and their rude? shooting percentage is horrendous. They <laughs> miss every th I think Jason might be like Shaq from the free throw line. I am like honestly. 0 for 7. Jay's streaky. Jay's like J.R. Smith. Some days you might yeah, get somebody, 7 and 9. Some days, days you might go 1 yeah, 12. Yeah, but is that a sign of how not no. engaging no. I am? No, as soon as we're done with our water basket? or our Gatorade, we, we, we take the shot. It. Take the shot. It has nothing to do with your content. Aditi, your content is mesmerizing, I promise you. By oh, the way, Didi, I don't do Jason, it. I'm a mother. I hear everything. <laughs> I think those eyes in the back of my head that it, my mother had, but I hear everything. It did kind of sound like a champagne bottle pop. Hey, Didi, do not Isn't say it? Like it's Do not say mother that hard it, with that much emphasis. I was scared. I said, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I know. When you started that, I, I thought, Dididi, I thought just, where's so she going know, with this? to make you feel a little better. They do do this all the time, I promise you. They've done it during your interviews before, too. We're children. Jason's miss was so bad. <laughs> It was loud enough that you heard it through there. So it's Jason, like Jason will go to bed tonight now. knowing his miss and, was so horrendous. Yeah. All million people watching right now heard that through the YouTube. It was a break. That's how bad and, it was. And by the way, I can't. Do, what does what Jason's shirt say? I can't read it. 
Cleveland. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's a Cleveland Clothing Company shirt. They uh, they did the shirts for the show. Ooh, that's a good one. And I stopped and picked it up. <laughs> Cleveland. It's not that bad. Have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's clever. Shout I out. Saw, I saw We're not Detroit. Yeah. Shout out Cleveland really Clothing Company. I stopped and picked this one up uh, yesterday, the day before. So. Yeah. So I don't know what company this is, but I saw a great one on a woman at First Energy Stadium on Sunday. And it said, if you're going to be salty, bring me the tequila. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay. I like Isn't that. that a good one? Yeah, that's, that's really good. good. That's a good one. That's good. That is. Hey, what they do? I feel like. Oh, well, really quickly, there's a novelist yeah. I love, John Lesqua, and he writes these um, kind of. Um, criminal lawyer suspense, Dismas Hardy and, uh, I mean, yeah, Dismas Hardy and Abe Glitzky, whatever. I recommend him highly. He's amazing. But he's got a character, Will Ferrell, who always wears interesting T-shirts. And he's a lawyer, so he just wears the interesting T-shirts underneath his suit. And I feel like that would be such a fun shtick, but I don't know if I have enough money to invest in cool T-shirts. <laughs> Unless maybe the Cleveland shit. Clothing Company wants to sponsor me. I have there slogans. I can offer the slogans. I got four or five cool ones yesterday. throw that out there. <laughs> You'll <laughs> be seeing them all. By, by the way, Aditi, when these I guys... I you off the rails. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right. Go. I was going to keep it off the rails because when these guys throw their bottles when uh, Leroy Horde is on, they're not paying attention to a word he's saying. <laughs> not a word. <laughs> But well, Leroy's so engaged. You. He doesn't care. Leroy doesn't <laughs> yeah. care if anybody's right. <laughs> yeah, no. Leroy, Leroy, Leroy's in his room right now talking to the camera. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't know what's <laughs> going on. It doesn't even matter what questions we ask. He just goes where right. he, he, he He's on a dissertation. <laughs> his new name is Phil A. Buster. <laughs> and he is in that room 24 hours a day saying, you know how hard it is in this league to get five yards. <laughs> and there's nobody and listening. And guess what? And guess what? He's still going. Oh, man. Oh, Wait, I, I have to say something. So yeah. as you guys know, you caught me. I just came in from my workout, and I very quickly, instead of, like, showing you my Under Armour shirt, I put a scarf on, a very lovely, like, nice big scarf. I sat down. I was ready to go, and I said to Mikey, oh, no, wait, it's purple. So I ran in the room and mm. threw on a green sweater instead. Jay, oh, it's very I mean, well, what's, what's Jay's excuse? That's true. Jay is wearing Jay's purple. wearing purple. And black. Purple like, are you black. allowed to wear purple as a Cleveland person? So what? Are you I allowed am. to wear purple during Ravens week? Yeah. I am. Yeah, I checked my contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't probably even think about it. By, by didn't the, give it one. No. I, I, I give zero thoughts to anything I put on any day of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> ever. I, you know what's funny? When I had just moved to Cleveland. Seriously? I had just moved to Cleveland, Aditi. I had been here just like a couple of weeks. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And I was going to uh, a bar, uh, the Barley House actually, and then we were going to go to the Browns-Seahawks preseason game. And I was, I, I didn't even think anything about it. And my shirt was Seahawks colors, but I didn't even think, and we had been here two weeks and, and somebody's, I was actually with uh, our old buddy, Chuck Booms at the time. And he's introducing me to people. We're starting a new sports show, blah, 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 blah. And uh, there you go. By the way, I'm wearing Seahawks colors. By the way, that Chuck doesn't, you know, it's fun. Doesn't, doesn't apply to uh, African-Americans. Uh, we actually wear opposing teams' hats. That's true. Like, and we get away with that all the time. Yankees I hat. would say we get away with it. We killed LeBron for wearing a oh, Yankees oh, hat. Oh, no. Oh, no. We came to the, the, the back of LeBron because we, everyone knows, as an African-American young male, everybody has Yankees hats, yeah. including CC Tabathia, who co-signed it to say, yeah, you're right. We, get, we wear Yankees hats all the time. Yeah. I guess these rules Wait, change but, uh, all um, the time. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's funny because as a reporter, I've been called out. I can't tell you how many times. I remember my first year at the NFL Network. I had a shirt that was a blue, not a Giants blue, but I thought a blue 
when I wore it in Pittsburgh, people accused me of wearing a Ravens purple. And when I wore that same shirt in Washington, they said, why are you wearing Giants colors? Oh like, God. it's funny. Everybody takes it. At least the team seem to take it very, very that seriously. Is weird. And yeah, you it never is. show bias yeah. one way. It, that, you know, I wore a pink Baltimore. It was a pink coat in Baltimore when the Steelers were there. And I had my Twitter mentions blow up by Steelers fans being like, how dare you wear purple? in a Steelers game in Baltimore. And I was like, hey, people are such dopes. Those are the people, Aditi, every decision in their entire life that they make revolves around their team. Like, why would anybody think that the clothing choice you make is a statement of your fandom unless it says Ravens on it? Right. Like, okay, colors, especially pink and purple, like, what's their problem? Well, I'm just telling you that I've been, yeah, I've been a subject to that. So clearly I was going to call you out, Jay, because I was highly sensitive to it myself. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm okay. Just here's what you respond. I don't show up at 7-Eleven and tell you how to run the Slurpee machine. (laughs) So don't tell me how to do my job. Okay? We good? It matches matches with my shoes. I'm rolling with it. Uh, Let's let's get back to before you go, let's get back to the okay. to the game here between the Browns and Ravens. Obviously, for the Browns, I mean this. I hate to say a must win, but if they lose, you know, if they lose this game, if they lose the next two, it's a must win. Bull. It is. Then the season's over. It I mean, is. you know, and then you're thinking about maybe trading Kareem Hunt or or who knows, and then it's all about next year and Deshaun Watson. Do you look at it as a must win, or because first place is three and three right now, is it not? Is that too early to say? I'm going to do that same. Um... I'll do that same player thing. Every week is a must win. Every week you go out there, there are so many limited opportunities that, yeah, you do have to make up ground. But the flip to that, I'll say, so you want that approach. You want that urgency. You certainly want that team walking in that building and saying, okay, this is essentially (gasps) akin to a playoff game if we go. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't necessarily mean the end. And I'll remind you, Adam, I think you were still in New York. That Giants team that I covered that last won a Super Bowl in Indianapolis against the Patriots lost four in a row at the end of November and start of December. Seemed dead in the water. I mean, they played a horrible game early in December against Washington. And you just thought, holy cow, is this team terrible? And then they beat the Jets at Christmas. They did indeed win a must win to get into the playoffs a Sunday night last week of the season against the Cowboys. And then they rattled off four straight wins to win the Super Bowl. So until you're officially eliminated, you are not eliminated. That's true, but two and five. I mean, it's a big hole. It's, it's one hole, thing to be three remember, games under 500. Didn't, didn't we just see the Dolphins? But didn't we just see the Dolphins start like one and seven and then rattle off seven straight wins or something like that? So it is possible. It's highly but unlikely. Why don't we just make it start now? Like, that's right. my point. It's kind of like that line in When Harry Met Sally. When you figure out who you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want the rest of your life to start right now. Okay, well, if you want to make a run, start that run right now. Yeah. I'm just saying to the fans, don't be jumping off the ledge and giving yeah. up on the season if it doesn't go right. But to the players, I'd say, okay, soon enough. All right, we're a few weeks late getting well, our act together. Or Let's Didi, go. You end up singing Surrey with a fringe on top in front of Ira. In front of Ira. An all time great movie. So, but, but Aditi, uh, you're right. It, it, unless you're mathematically eliminated, it Sally, is not a must win. <laughs> However, because the league is leaning so heavily on analytics, I would just share with you that the percentage of teams that make the playoffs when starting two and five, I don't even know. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's probably like 5% or less. No, I'd say it's less than that. Yeah. I would say it's less than that. Because at that point, it's not that you can't come back from that. It's that that's who you are at seven games. You're just not very good. So how are you going to think – that a team that's not very good is suddenly going to completely flip the script. You'd have to go five and two to get back to five hundred. With Ooh, three well, and that—that's the bigger problem. It that's is the it, issue. It, the bigger problem is how are you trending in your play as opposed exactly. to how are you trending in your results? And yeah, we're not seeing any play that's giving us tremendous confidence right now, now. You made a point earlier, though. The reason it's so tough to handicap this game with the Ravens and the Browns is because 
I don't know that you can find two teams in the league where there's such a gap between their ceiling and their floor. They both can right. be very, very good, and they both can suck. And when there's that big of a difference and you don't know what you're going to get week to week, it's hard to think that suddenly you're going to get the ceiling seven games out of nine from here on out or whatever. It's, it's, it's just Well, unlikely. and that, that's exactly why I said this is such a perplexing matchup because, I mean, if – you're watching most of last week and the Ravens have the Giants who are ostensibly one of the best teams in the NFC all of a sudden on the ropes. And then they pull that collapse, as you said. And now it's suddenly is it it's what we talked about with the Browns from week one to week two to now when you're giving up the big plays. Is it a one off? Is it a trend? Is it your identity? Yeah, that's and exactly right. So you think with the Ravens initially, okay, maybe that was just a really weird thing. Then the second time it happens, you're saying, yeah, is this turning into a trend? The third time, Justin Tucker bails them out. And so you're like, okay, we're bucking it. But then when it happens the fourth time, yeah, is this who you are? Are you yeah. trophist? That's who no? you are. And so, well, I, I, I mean, yeah, and I never count out a John Harbaugh team ever. No, so. they, they do have the Harbaugh factor, although he hasn't seemed to have that John Harbaugh fastball this year. I know you got to go study up on the Colts. And the Titans enjoy the game, and we will see you next week. Thank you so much, as always. Great stuff. All right, awesome. Wait a second. Thanks, Real guys. quick, a very, very, yeah. very quick question before you go. If you had to have okay. an elephant, an alligator, or a kangaroo as a pet, which would you take? Oh, man. That's a good question. Well, you could ride the elephant. Like, I'm thinking of the big elephant waist. But it just feels like the elephant would be the most fun, and they would all have waste anyway. True. So at least the elephant waste is like big enough to pick up. So yeah. I would choose the elephant because Boy, I could you're... ride the elephant, and the elephant could water my daughter, and you know, and I love elephants. You know this, right? Yeah, but your pet bag you is actually the size of a glad bag. There you go. Oh, there. Yeah, she's a. Can fan. See my elephants. Can you see know, my like penchant for elephants? Do you know that why? Do you know why you. I love elephants? Why? Because elephant mothers are the strongest mothers out there, and they are known to kill to protect their family. And if they find orphaned elephants, they take them in as their own. And when they give birth, the the calf elephant has to be up and walking in like five minutes. Yeah, it don't matter. Yes, they're tiger moms. Not like like (laughs) bunch of babies that we are. We should call them elephant moms, frankly. You're elephant moms, right? Exactly. Yeah. All right. All right, Aditi. I had right. to get that question. Thanks, Aditi. There you go. Your feed bill would be ridiculous. I'd take a kangaroo. To pick, to, to clean up after them. Mm-hmm. Like with a dog, you know, you turn the bag inside out and you <laughs> grab it and then you flip it. I how, hate doing who, that. How are you doing that with an elephant? I want a kangaroo. Because they're badasses. You got a shovel. Did you guys see that video of the kangaroo beating the crap out of Beating the, the living crap out of that guy a couple of, yeah. maybe a month or two Kangaroos ago? Yes. are jacked. They, they, have, they are jacked. And yeah. they have razor sharp claws too. They don't play, man. But I would have to I would have to have him from an infant so I could train him so he doesn't turn on me. And you keep your phone in his pouch. <laughs> Never <laughs> put your hand in the kangaroo. Your mind pouch. goes in so many crazy ways. <laughs> that pouch. Uh, by the way, this just tell you too much time on your hands. The fact that those those things grow inside the pouch as a like the pouch the is all, yeah, yeah, they're all they're all self-contained in that pouch. They yeah. get all their food. They just be in there. I like it, to it, hang out in the pouch. Pause. <laughs> That's quote board material. Yes, it is. Cool. I'd like to hang out in the pouch. Well, uh, that pouch comes with certain risks. Picture <laughs> oh, my head peeking out of a kangaroo's pouch. That's a Peter Griffith stuff. <laughs> it is. Pouch. You're right. That's a Peter Griffith. Your mind goes. Hey, what's going on around here? <laughs> Get me out of here. Game's on. Hey, real quick, guys. Hey, is the, the markers for chewing fall today under the table? I don't feet. know. Yeah, yes. yeah, a whole bunch of them. Uh, Anthony's gonna pass out oh, the boards for True and False. I'm gonna read a couple super chats. Oh, real we got quick. normal size. I like that hockey jersey, man. Whatever we read, what the internet oh, is saying. We is broke into the budget a little PCC bit. PCC Airfoils. Looking for a so job with career advancement and great benefits. PCC oh, Airfoils is the leading manufacturer Shout in Northeast Ohio. Okay. All locations of PCC Airfoils at East Lake Venter, Wickham Minerva. Do they have erasers? Jay, you waving at like a like an old Kim, black lady in uh, church. They're hiring for all positions starting at $18 <laughs> right. and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus supply online at freecast.com slash careers to learn more. we got a couple super chats while Anthony's passing Wait a second. Out. Everybody's got a PCC heart. 
Everybody's got a PCC heart. <laughs> Get paid, good, get paid good money when you play your paw. <laughs> Everybody's got a PC, PCC heart. <laughs> well, we got to talk one. before the show if it's a jingle or not. I like that. I, I mean, like, yeah, you I just like that. Right through it. I like that was that. good that he said yeah. everybody's got to play the part. And, and he sold it. He just kept going. Like, he got through the first verse, <laughs> got to the second, got to the hook. I like it. I like Shout it. out to Anthony's mom because we don't have a budget to buy these things. Anthony's mom. Bro, you can't for us. say that, man. You can't just say shout out. Like we that. have the budget. When in, you're our not spending it. in our community, uh, came like shout out to Anthony's mom. What? What would you? Do I have amnesia? Uh, I really were talking about Anthony's Play the game. Play on Wednesday. Oh, before we play the game, a couple of super chats real quick. Charles T says Detroit Hill make a huge difference in the playing Greg Newsom and John Johnson the third. Uh, Kenneth Yablowski says Batonio agreed with John Johnson. He says uh, it starts with the coaches. Do you think calling out players and coaches in the media is a sign of bigger problems? Leroy hit on that yesterday. Damian Frederick says I think Mike Zimmer's at Jackson State with Prime. And Georgia Peach says I want a UCSS. No, sweatshirt. he's not at Jackson State. Uh, yeah, he's not either. So he's rambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just reading the super chats. That's all what right. I do. I get, I get paid every super chats. So you guys ready to play? Oh, and now, and now wait a minute. So yeah. the, the defending oh. champ, <laughs> and he's one line. No, and just so y'all uh. know, real quick. Tyvis sent his answers in. He went seven and one. Oh my. Okay, listen. That doesn't count. It's a bubble. I'm calling foul on Tyvis. He's won count. like five. This, the, seven and one. He's researching these guys. All of them. Last week he came in and he knew who we were going to go with. You're going to tell me he didn't look up his bio, Tyvis? I know you. You're too competitive. Yeah. This is a this is a guessing game. No, nah, he's out. He's not There's here. There's no he knowledge get... on these questions. It's a guessing How game. He gonna you be can't in... keep guessing he, he, right. He can't and be now a... he's seven and one. He got the, he got Google search hey. up talking about. I I sent my answers in. You, you know what? You this is like in. the raffle. You have to be present to win. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get Tyvis, no. <laughs> he's out. By the way, I just got I just got marker on my shirt, which is why I cursed just now. Oh, we didn't hear that. We, we I heard it. I heard oh. it. Too. I heard the Just so you know, Tyvis did go seven and one. We, we will garbage. see. I'm not. He's not counted here, but he's seven, seven and one. one. That, I am calling. I, there is no way he went seven and Let's one. And I did say go. you have. I gave him ninety seconds to send his answers in. He did send them back within ninety seconds. All right, we so don't he, care. He lost. He he's not here. He doesn't play. He don't need subject. Keep it moving. It's Charlie Hewlett. The long snapper. Oh, Charlie. This cool. Cleveland Browns. Oh, Steve, let's play the music. God in heaven. Let's start doing this with Guardians and Cavs players. We are going to listen. These we stinky well, Browns. Guardians are over. We're going to start doing some Cavs in here, but this it's a little tough. harder to find these facts than you may think. Trust me. So let's get to it. Steve, question number web. one. The Browns are the fourth team Charlie has played for in his NFL career. True or false? Damn. Long snappers. I usually stay on one team, but. Man, hold on, hold on. I think he's got a lifetime contract. Hold on. G. Bush is changing his answer. Man, I right. have a feeling he's changing it to the wrong answer. Everyone, let's see. False. 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 And false. And I wish you could, I could say we were starting 4 0, but unfortunately, we are all 0 and 4. Yeah. This what is, is his third. What are you saying third? What does that mean? Oh, you're saying third team. Yeah, I knew okay. he played for a couple teams. I didn't okay. know three others. Four is a lot for a long snapper. I mean, you snapping the ball over the people's heads. He's been here like 32 seasons. Tyvis has texted the group and says, I can't believe y'all. I didn't even know who Charlie Hewlett was. <laughs> he's way y'all okay. haters. We so love you. We so love you, you Tyvis. Uh, I don't, <laughs> unlike Jay, I don't think he cheated, but he's not here, so he can't win. Flip a coin eight times and have it land on one of the other seven times. That's the odds of going seven and one on this game. I hear you. I, I, I don't think my man Tyvis would cheat. I believe him, but he's not here. He doesn't get the win. Tough. Yeah. tough Question number two. Tough toenails. On our long snapper, Charlie Hewitt. Charlie By the way, so his... he's already clinched a victory. At yes. least a share of a victory. That's right. Yes, he has. Charlie played his college football at the University of South Florida. True or false? This is this is placebo. It's again, it's flipping a coin. You're guessing. This placebo, the long stack. He don't even got no athletic ability. You can't even deduce or get something on that. Can I see his picture? I mean, maybe we can deduce. He looks a little <laughs> like Jason. I'd like to see his picture again. Please. I'm better looking. I think it, he looks. Yeah, a we'll, little we'll like go back. Jason. Hold on, Jason. You could go as Charlie Hewlett for, for Halloween, and, and everybody no one would know who you're Anthony going. Anthony can go as Hedges. 
Mm. I got He's a, got a better beard game than I do. I got a, I, I got a whole Steve I'm going He looks like a here. Florida guy. He's got a lumberjack face. Jason look like a Florida guy. He does have guy. a lumberjack mm. face. All right, is everybody ready? We're ready. Let's see. False, false. What is true? And boy, I can't, I can't see Bulls. False, answer. false. false. <laughs> what is true? Unfortunately, what is true is incorrect. Ah! False is the correct answer. Jay's right. He did go to Central Florida. A night at heart. There we go. See, that wasn't a guess for you. No, it, well, it wasn't. But I did the preseason games a couple of years ago. That's kind of cheating too. So I, I did. I, I, I did. Right I did kind of. That's kind of cheating, bro. Yeah. All right. Question number three. Who else got that right? Me. Everybody. Everyone but Except Jason. Me. <laughs> what is not you? Okay. Question number three. Charlie is credited with 20 career special team stops during his Browns tenure. Is that a tackle? A stop? It's listed as a special team stop on NFL. How was a stop? I think it's I'm a assuming it's a tackle. It's a distinction from tackles in regular play. Ah, okay. Ah. I mean, long snapper. I mean, that's just how. There's no way you know that. Remind me to never fill in on a Wednesday. It's Thursday. I'd we're, I'm still stuck doing oh, yes. this. <laughs> that's right. Twenty mm. feels like a real number. I feel like if they were making up a number, they wouldn't have picked an even 20. But I don't know. I'm so far in Bull's head, it is a match. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. I'm thinking if you were making up a number, you wouldn't go with an even or you know, like a 5, 10, 15, 20. All right, let's see right. everyone's answers. True, false, true, true. Three trues and a false. And we have three winners. Damn it. It is accurate. 20 career what special draw team stops. G. Bush. <laughs> huh? All right, G and I are tied at two. Five. Well, G. Yeah, Wait, G and Bull yeah, two. Yeah, and I have one. Jason and Jay have one. This sucks. <laughs> Next question. Let's take it here, Steve. Charlie made Conference USA's all-conference team in each of his four seasons as a knight at Central Florida. Look at that athletic build, by the way. Long snappers. Just like us. What is this? Let me get that again. Charlie made the all-conference team all four years in Conference USA. Everybody ready? Yes. False. False. True and true. Split decision. Steve, let's see the results what, what here. And Jeep was playing correct. He only made the all-conference team once in his four years as a knight. Nobody makes all-conference four times. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I figured as a long snapper, really? maybe I could fool you guys. But what did you know? Because nobody is a long snapper as a freshman. Your long snapper is a senior that just didn't pan out. Well, maybe he wasn't, you know, a long snapper in college. Maybe he did other things. I'm guessing he wasn't a long snapper yeah. in college. But I don't All know. right, so what, we got G with three. He was a long snapper in college, by the way. G he with was. three, yeah, Jay and I with two, and Jason with one. Jason with one. He was recruited as a tight end and never saw a snap on offense. So, wait, how many, I, how many do I have? Three, you and I have two, Jason's got one. Correct. Wow. Question. Typhus went seven and one. Yeah. Number four. Come on, Don. A year after first signing Hewlett. Is this question five? Question five, excuse me, yeah. yes. A year after first signing Hewlett, the Browns made him the highest paid long snapper in the NFL. I'm just going to constanza this and go the opposite of what I really think it is. <laughs> I think we can get high off these markers. Smells <sighs> good. We're stopping bull. No huffing. <laughs> no Give huffing. Me that again. Give me that again. I need it. It's the ultimate Cleveland Huff show. <laughs> need the question again? Yes. Uh, a year after first signing Hewitt, the Browns made him the highest-paid long snapper in the NFL. I'd like to take this opportunity while while uh, G. Bush is writing his dissertation on a true or false question <laughs> to let you know that you, if you're not already subscribed Let's go. to uh, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube, hit the subscribe button now, and also while you're at it, hit the notification button so you find out when we're going live. We go live all the time. Post-game shows, breaking news, 11 o'clock every Monday through Friday. Sometimes when Bulls having a great dessert on Saturday. You yes. never know. You never I'm, know. I'm going to be doing a Dairy Queen special, by the way. Uh, it, it's true. You can see great content. You know, we could do that. We we have to figure out a way where 
when we're at a particular event, because I did think about, you know, I'd like to go live from the dugout suite. Yeah. You could. And just to kind of give people like a you feel could. for what that really right. looks like to be, be cool. one you foot could. away Although from the, the on deck wi- The Wi-Fi is probably bad there, right? Well, no, it really good. isn't. Oh, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. Unlike the Brown Stadium. All right, you ready to answer this question real quick? Yeah, let's yes. do it. Let's see the uh, results. True. I forgot the question because true, false, false answer. False. Come on! Oh, you already put it up so quick. They, yeah, they. Uh, just so you know, they signed Hewlett, they cut Hewlett, they brought him back, and then look at Gene's got a bull on there. <laughs> this is BS. Uh, yeah, that's some BS right there. <laughs> You're winning. So you ah. got it. So four. Yeah. Three. Two. Two. One. One. Tyvis five. Yeah, right. This time is 36. <laughs> and I stole three bases. <laughs> and I hit Sandy Koufax's fastball yeah. 484 feet. All right, question number six. Charlie worked as a personal trainer at his local gym in Florida during the first offseason, or the first few offseasons of his NFL career. That's a creeper move. G. Bush, simple, true, or false will answer. I like the pictures, but. I'm sitting here inside. We, we got topics to get to. True. Is everybody ready? Let's see the results here on the boards. True, true. Jason says, I can't. This, I need a better view. This of game sucks, true. according to the F. One source told the F. <laughs> false. Jason, this game may suck, but also you are the absolute worst we've ever had at this game because the answer is true. Charlie did work as a personal trainer at his local gym. And I donate some of my drawing time to Jason's drawing time. <laughs> <laughs> the gentleman concedes his time. Is this the last one or we have two more? Two more. Two more I, real quick. That's five right, for so me. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. G. Bush, G. Five, Bush is four, on pace. Yes. Three. Three. One. One. Wow. You might as well go true uh, Hey! <laughs> I'm like the two and four Browns. I'm going to make a comeback You here. can keep playing, but you're mathematically eliminated. <laughs> You know what's funny? When Polk filled in, he hated this too. It's whoever fills in is they just can't pick up the, the hang. It's, it's it. the world's hardest game show. Yeah, right, no let's take question it. number seven. Yeah. One of just three Browns, or Charlie is one of just three Browns to play in 100 consecutive games since the team moved back to Cleveland. One of three. Is that true? Or is that false? Number seven looks like a fake player who's a model for a picture. That's the, he's stuck in, uh, he's stuck in it's London. Scottish hammer. Did he ever get out of there? I thought he's back punting for some team. No, well, no, he's playing he's for the Giants. Punter. But yeah, when yeah, they yeah. went to when they went to England to play, yes, he made it back. He they goofed back. up his visa oh, and they really couldn't get him back in the country for like five days at least. He's he great. is back. Wow. Okay. I know too much about the Scottish Hammer. Yeah, wait. All right, let's see. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I I forgot the question. <laughs> Charlie's one of just three Browns to play in a hundred consecutive. <laughs> what have you been doing over there? I was too busy staring at the Scottish Hammer. Pause. Uh, hundred games. It's another quote board material for Bull. I was too busy staring at the Scottish hand. I went. I went true. So you're screwed. True. True. G. Bush said false. And for the first time today, G. Bush is wrong. While the rest of the panel is no, right. G. Bush it got is the true. first one. Wrong. But he got the first one wrong too. All of us. But I'm saying is as an individual lone wrong answer. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Which I'm still alive. J and G are tied. I'm only one back. So and this is the last question. This is the last. You question. You ready, dogs? If I get it right and they both get it wrong, it's a three-way tiebreaker. So let, let's Steve just Steve Becker, up, so start looking we'll go up opposite, a... So that's a bad win. job yeah. out of you guys. Play legit. Too legit that, to quit. That's a bad job out of you like guys. Like we play in Monopoly. Do some deals with me. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you park place for the railroad. No. I just can't let my brother win. Let's go. Quell's in the chat playing with us, by the way. What's up to Quell? Hey, Quell. Uh, tuning in. What's his record? Tomorrow. What's his uh, We just asked. We'll get, we'll get an update in a second. Okay. Second. Okay. He's certainly not tied How about the one, though. How freaking cool is that dude? Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, the absolute best. Cool he's just dropping in the show to watch on a day that he's not even on. That's cool. All right, last question. This could be the tiebreaker here. Charlie Hewlett's father is a self-proclaimed Chuck Norris superfan, which is oh. why he named his son Charlie. Is that true or did I make that up? I'm just thinking about what J and G are going to say because hopefully they'll say the same thing. Jason's going to get this one. I have a good feeling Jason's going to. Well, well, if we make it worth seven points, he can win. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. But. Oh, I hope G and J said the same thing. It's the opposite of me. And I'm right. Come on now. Is everybody ready? Bull, I can tell you definitively you're not winning. 
You guys pick different answers? Yeah. You not bastards. on purpose. Not on purpose. I wrote mine down and he had his down and I just uh, I, I, I snuck a beat. Alright, let's see the answers. False. True. True. And Jason has True also. True. So last question, G. Bush was the loner. He got yeah. it wrong. On this question, G. Bush is a loner. And Steve, take it. You got it right. He's the people's oh! champ. Oh! He is the people's champ. The quote went four and four for the record. Tyvis went seven and one allegedly. Mm. I was five and three. Tyvis seven and one. I, I actually went, believe Tyvis. Do I, I do believe him. He didn't cheat. I went two and six. I'd like to trade Cream Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to, uh, first of all, I'm thank JOK. Mom, these are good boards. I would like to thank um, the, the number game. seven. I would like to thank the letter K. You went seven and one, two. No, no, I oh, was six, and two. Two. six and two. two. All right. But I also would like to thank Sammy Sosa. Right now, Tyvis is yelling in his house. No one's there. No one can hear Going him. Crazy. He's yelling, that's some BS right there. Man, that's crazy. Didn't give me what I deserve. <laughs> and I got a Tupac hat on. <laughs> You guys want to hear the tiebreaker question in case it went there? Just sure. real quick. Yeah. Uh, true false. or false? Charlie's real name is Robert. That's false. True. No, that's it's false. true. What the hell? How did you get Charlie from Robert? I don't know, but Steve Becker just texted us a tiebreaker question. He says it's true, and he's my boss, so Steve Becker's never lied before. All right. Wow. Shout out Steve Becker. Uh, we yeah. talked a lot of calves off the top of the show. <laughs> I know we said we were going to get back to it. That but will never get old. It will, no, it won't. His Phillies got spanked last night, though. I know we're going to get back to the Cavs, but I think we have to talk about Jose Ramirez playing through the second half of the we season do. with a hand injury. So yeah, we, we, we talked a lot of Cavs. Well, we ended up doing a lot of Cavs early. So. Yeah, so, we kind of so let's yeah. kind of let's skip it all the, the meat off of that to, bone. Uh, the news came out yesterday. Yeah. I wasn't completely surprised by no. this. You probably weren't either. No. Anybody that's watched him closely this year knew that there was something wrong. Um, he's going to have postseason surgery on his right hand. It was an issue for a while. I dug up some numbers. Pre-All-Star break, he had 19 home runs and hit 288. Post-All-Star break, 10 home runs, 269. He got off to that bonker start this year. He was on he pace. He did, for, but he was healthy. And if you look at his OPS, like just his yeah. his, our, his uh, extra base hit production. Yeah, there we go. Went way down. Yeah, so his OPS before those missed games was not was over 1,000. And then after it was 760, which is still better than average, but that's only a little better than average. Over a thousand is like ridiculous. But you know what? My love for the guy just went through the roof even more, if that's possible. Right. Because he's your best player. He took a hometown discount. He plays harder than any superstar in baseball, in my opinion. If you can tell me a superstar that plays harder than him, I'll listen. And he's been injured. And he knows that if his bat came out of this lineup, that's why I think I know he's not going to win MVP. Yeah. But what he brings to this team is as valuable as what any other player in baseball brings to their team, maybe with the exception of Otani, just because of what he does. But, How I mean, the he? guy's been hurt, yeah. and no one knew it, and, and he we, played through and it. unlike so, others, he doesn't talk about so his injuries. Speaking right. of baseball bat, like, I don't, under, you, <laughs> I don't understand how you even was gripping a bat. You know when it's cold outside and you hit a you're off the end of the bat and it just kills your hands. You aren't kidding. You gotta you talk about your thumb and he switch hits and he steals bases. He's and diving he had, head first. That broken bat single he had in game five. Oh, that had to hurt. <laughs> you yeah. know that, it, he broke it right uh, at the hands. Listen, that's crazy. Like, I done broke or dislocated pretty much every one of my fingers except for like my pinky fingers. And I remember just like I don't I was clueless because I didn't start playing football until I was like fourteen. And I like dislocated my finger. And I was just like, I, I'm done. I got to get out the game. And they was like, nah, dislocated fingers don't count. Get back in. <laughs> and I was just like, all right. Well, and then from that point on, it was just like, all right, well, fingers don't count, which they didn't. Fingers don't count. Fingers don't count, bro. You can tear your finger off. That's and that a was, t shirt. Fingers don't count. I, that's, I, Ronnie, so, Ronnie Lott cut the tip of his pinky right. off. And was like, whatever. They tell you to practice and everything. Yeah. I used to put like. It, don't OSHA, you cool. I used to put like illegal things. I used to get like tape rolls and hard things. To put. I like made my own little like cast inside my glove because you used to just hit stuff and it was just right now. I can't wear none of my rings. None of them. Most of them don't go in the right hands because you just break your knuckles and they swell during the winter. So, no, yeah. I don't he, know how he, but he, yeah, he, he played through it. It is amazing that he did because as you said, they they needed him big time and the good news is it's not supposed to. He's going to be, you know, obviously rehab and stuff, but it, it should, won't impact. Won't He'll impact be ready for next the spring. Year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, Damn, Jose. My, my respect for this guy.
continues to go up. And yep. I'll tell you, too, the one thing that I haven't talked a lot about the, the being in that dugout suite, but you hear a lot of things, a lot of things right. that you just that you never hear during a game. You would never even see because the camera is never on the on-deck guy. Mm-hmm. Jose, when he is in that on-deck circle, is constantly yelling messages of positivity to the hitter in the box. Constantly. And... Most guys don't. Frankie what? did that a couple of years ago. I noticed that Frankie would do that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. That's something that you do when you're in Little League. You do it yeah. when you're in high school, even probably college. But he's constantly being the guy who's trying to pick up his teammates. Guy swings at a bad ball. Yeah. Lay off that. You know, obviously we know that. But when you hear the, you know, the best player on the team right. in the on-deck circle. And the other thing, too, is that you really get a sense of when a player is two feet away from you. Is I was I marvel at how... All of these guys really handle the pressure in the moment. Like, you can tell when a guy has a look on his face. Like, Savali had that look in game five, and we all knew it. Right. I'm staring these guys square in the eyes. I'm literally closer than I am to you right now. Yeah. And these guys look like they're getting ready to take a family picnic softball game at bat. It's just stunning, but particularly him. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what makes one of the many, many reasons that he's so special is that the moment doesn't get to him, right? And it's just... He plays a certain way. He plays that certain way all the time. It doesn't matter if he's not. And like baseball players, you know, you play, Jay, is like they, they, that's the grind of the season, right? There's some guys that just want to play every day. They want to be out there every day, and they got to be hurting. You know, we think of guys hurting from football, which is obviously a much more physical sport. But if you're playing any sport every day for six months, you're going to have bumps and bruises. It's impossible. Aside from the fatigue and hitting a wall. Yes. Where, you know, you just – Every year I play in a tournament in Florida where we play, if we win, and we keep winning, you play eight games in seven days. And every year yeah. by Thursday, and now I'm 57 years old. I used to do these in my 30s, and I didn't feel this way. But right. every year by Thursday, I'm taping myself up in the dugout looking around at other guys that are over 40, and I'm yeah. saying, I don't know how I'm going to get through today. And it's Thursday. And right. the, that's when the really big games start because then you're into 16 teams left. And then – the, the semifinal, quarterfinals, semifinals, championship yeah. game, when you need to be at your best. These guys are doing it 162 games in 175 well, days. And in the middle of the summer with these heavy uniforms and, you know. it's Man, I, 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 The it, grind is real. Yeah. You know, when, <laughs> my brother said something. So he had like like two microfracture surgeries in his knee, like when he, when he played football. He hasn't had the cumulative amount of, of surgeries, but he's office alignment, so he has more weight. Micro Mike, microfracture is the real deal, though. Yeah, it's it's he 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 ended up being done. Like he just had microfracture surgery and he couldn't play anymore. Um, but he would tell his wife was like, uh, "So how do you feel?" And he she he said something that I totally identified with. He was like, "Well, every day is the same. Like usually, if I told somebody we switched bodies, like with somebody else, and they just morphed into my body and I got theirs." they would go into shock because they would be like, what the heck is wrong with me? Because you you always, it all there's always some level of pain. Like you go to the doctor and you say, what's your pain, one to, one to ten? You're like, it's always at a resting five or six. It, you know, but you live mm. with the five or six. You it just becomes it. relative to yeah, you. Yeah, it's six. On the microfracture thing, I don't know how old your brother is. Uh, 38. You? Okay, I think Amari Stoudemire was the first NBA player to yeah. ever have microfracture and come back from it. Yeah. I've had it. And the, the whole idea is they drill into the bone. They want it to bleed out and create some artificial cushion there. They don't do it anymore. It doesn't do it. Yeah, I mean, it it's better than the alternative, which yeah. is nothing. But it is a real grind coming it's back. It's weird that they can't come up with another. I know it is. You know what the they did? They, my son had this done. I think, it's, I think it's junk science. I don't know. But right before the Olympic trials in 21, he had a torn labrum in his hip, and he knew that. Mm-hmm. And they were trying everything they could. They were, you know, he had the shots that last a couple of months. It, it wore off right before the trials. They were injecting rooster cone, which is rooster cone, rooster cone, nose, uh, some sort of material from the. If there's a doctor watching and what? you want to hit us up on a chat and let me know that this guy wasn't just a complete quack. Right. I mean, it's the U.S. Olympic doctors. I can't imagine that it was quackery. But it's crazy. Yeah, and it's supposed to provide some cushion and some relief where there's bone-on-bone pain. Uh, He was like you. You just grind through it. When you work, like in the case of trying to make the Olympic team, literally you're working your whole life for one One shot. 
well, yeah. for, for one meet. Imagine if all the practices you ever had were leading up to one performance. So at that point, it's mind over matter. Yeah, I hurt. Yeah. But he jumped 27-3 with the hip labrum torn, yeah. which is his personal record, which is still That's like amazing. ninth best in the history yeah. of the United States. But he knew he can't think about the hip pain. Yeah. So he was taking, he, he asked the doctor, is there anything else? No. Is this proven? There's, it's questionable. I'll take it. Yeah, right. It beats, it, it gives me a chance. Yeah. And so then can you push that out of your pain? Mm. But that's what Jose was doing. Jose was, you know, it hurt. Trust me, it hurt. Right. If it needs surgery, it, it's, it's, it hurts. Yeah. There's pain involved. And when you hit a, you're exactly right. When you hit a baseball bat mm. with a baseball, that, if you hit it flush, you you don't even feel it. Yes. There's no. I've always said there's no greater feeling oh, in the world hit than straight. hitting a home run. Yeah. You never have to look. Uh-uh. You automatically know that it it's jumps. a home run. There's no vibration. It is when the fat part of the ball hits the fat part of the bat, and, and you held nothing back on the swing. And but when you don't, and and there's more often mm-hmm. than not that you don't. Obviously, there is vibration, and when it's cold, that oh. vibration becomes oh, worse. Hurt. I can yeah. only imagine how it felt for him hitting oh. in the cold weather Sunday night, Saturday night yeah. at Progressive. And field. it's cold. It's, it's, he's he in the field. He dove four, five, six times. I know he right? did, and not once did I see him go. Right now, and every throw amazing. was on point. Every throw was on point. Every yeah, throw, true. every throw. right hand, right? Yeah, right hand. <laughs> Yeah, he's a badass. His, I'm not I don't know where he's going to, when he's done, I don't know where he's going to rank in the pantheon of Cleveland sports greats. Because if you did a Mount Rushmore right now, I don't know that he would be on it. It'd be really hard for him to be on it. Of, of, what about if just Guardian slash Indians? He's on my Mount Rushmore right now for Guardian slash Indians. You only in my lifetime. I only do it in my like lifetime. Say, there's so Bob Feller and all kinds of Hall of Famers. Yeah, but we're saying, yeah. I'm saying oh, I agree. Only in my I, lifetime. Yeah, I, because I, I, I can't really judge I, Bob Feller against Bob Feller you know against yeah. Corey Kluber. But if right, I, I didn't see Larry Doby play, so no, so it's really hard for me to say. Obviously, yeah. historically, Jim Brown's going to be on anybody's Mount Rushmore. Jim Brown played in my lifetime. I just never, I don't, I didn't see him play. I don't remember him playing. If, I was if, one. if nobody's got a good final take, I think we should quickly. No, Jason, it. Jason has a final take. He oh, wants to do? get out. Okay, so. I got one. Sorry. I got yeah. one. Well, well go ahead. we can do that, and the other final take, we can do our Mount Rushmore yeah. of Cleveland sports. Yeah. Because that's always a fascinating conversation. Yeah. Well, but what about each sport individually? Like, who would you? Well, that's a longer we, we conversation. We can save that. Yeah, that, I think that's today long... we could. You do your final take, and I think yeah. the three of us and you can too. Yeah. Give if your Mount to... Rushmore of Cleveland sports <sighs> in our lifetimes. Yeah, okay. we'll say mid seventies till now. Oh, you want to go mid seventies? So that well, would that's most that would exclude. Well, right. I know I was born in '65, and I don't remember Jim Brown playing. So right, let's right. go '75 and on. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Jason. All right. Final take. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Me coming up with this. Mount Rushmore thing y'all are talking about. Oh, you do your final take, and then yeah. we'll we will. Uh, you can think about we'll it. We'll pass background. our final takes, and that our we'll that, spend that. the last couple of minutes talking about our Mount Rushmores. Okay. Well, I I want to do this final take because it kind of dawned on me watching Game Five. Obviously, I wasn't in here yesterday, and there was the big debate about Savali versus Shane Bieber, and Bob Costas said something during the broadcast, and I sat on my couch and went, "Of course." That's why Tito didn't start Shane Bieber. So let me try and unpack this as quickly as I can. Bob said, if you go back, Terry said one of the reasons in the days leading up and even uh, before game five, just his, why he didn't want to use Shane on short rest. And he said he was trying to protect his future. And, you know, he's got a bright future ahead of him. He's trying to protect his future. I'm paraphrasing, but that's it. And by the way, this is my own personal observation. No one from the organization told me this. No one from the organization would ever say this. It's about money. When you look at the fact that uh, Shane has not signed that big contract yet, this was the first year of his arbitration where he actually made millions. The rest of his career, he's made hundreds of thousands of dollars. He hasn't signed that big contract yet. And when Bob Costas said during the, the broadcast, I don't know if anyone picked it up on it or not, he said he was in Terry Francona's office and Tito and Bob wouldn't reveal who the pitcher was, but he said Tito during a playoff run earlier in his managerial career had a veteran pitcher come to him and say, listen, I've made my contract. I've made my money. I'm good. Use me as much as you want. Don't kill any of these kids. And I went, of course, it's about the money. Shane hasn't signed that big deal yet. And not only has he not signed that big deal, the Guardians tried signing him to that big deal. They offered him more than Blake Snell made off the raise when Snell won his MVP. I'm sorry, his Cy Young Mm -hmm. Award. And Shane rejected the offer. 
So Terry Francona, in my opinion, not only is protecting Shane from Shane, he's protecting him knowing the Guardians probably aren't the team that's going to give him the big dollar contract, the big money, and yet he's still going out of his way to protect him. A lot of teams wouldn't look at it that way. A lot of teams would look at it and go, listen, he doesn't want our money. We got him left for two years. This is a really big game. We're going to run him out there. But coming off the shoulder injury of last year and the fact that they've sort of protected him as much as they have to this point, they weren't going to turn around now. If And you may say, what's the big deal about pitching one game on three days rest? When you already have one major shoulder injury, if he comes down with a second injury, if it's another shoulder, if it's an elbow, Shane has probably lost the vast majority of his big payday. Mike Clevenger went through that. He's had two Tommy Johns. Now he's never going to get a long-term contract. He rejected the Indians offer a few years ago, and he, I'm sure he regrets it today. Now Shane didn't have Tommy John, but I'm just saying he's had one significant injury. If he has another one, it's going to be very difficult for him to earn the type of money he's probably looking at. So when everyone screams at Terry Francona and says, why did you start Aaron Savali? Why didn't you start your ace? It's because Terry Francona, in my opinion, is predicting Shane Bieber's payday that's coming in a couple of years, even though it's probably not coming from the Guardians. And to that, I salute Terry Francona. Yeah, here, here. Um, quick, couple of quick thoughts on that because I've been thinking a lot about that. I think, I think there's something to that. It's always money based. With, with always a follow like the that. money. I'm always guessing it may have money. been Kurt Schilling, who was the player that came to Tito. I don't know. Right. That's a That's Schilling a thing to do. That's a good guess. I would say on the Bieber point, there's also value to the Guardians in keeping him healthy. Yes. If he pitched and tore up his shoulder and needed surgery again, the value they would get for him when they trade him That's true. would down, also go down. Plummets. So there was some self-service in sure. there too. Yeah. Yes. But I also think the bigger play for Terry was, I got to think about this young man. It is, you know, yes, everybody wants to end this drought. Yes. But he also was probably looking ahead. So do we have a chance against <coughs> Houston if he can't start game <coughs> one or two? Because he would have been out for one and two. Right. So he's probably like, I'm going to play the long game here. And one other thing that we really haven't talked about on the show yet that I think weighed into Terry's thinking. Go back to 2016, starting Corey Kluber in game seven on short rest. He gave well, up a Corey lead Kluber off. had thrown on short rest a number of times in that postseason. I know he had. And yeah. it gets it's more likely to get you when you do that you on multiple, multiple occasions. And he was just out but of gas. I, I have to think that that's fresh in Terry's mind too. The first hitter of the game hit a home run in Game Seven off Kluber. Dexter Fowler. Kluber was yeah. was terrible. Kluber and Miller were at a game. I, 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 they were. I was they say, were. Miller, he was like the greatest pitcher in the world for the, a year, and, they and then just around in that game. and then after that, I don't even after 2016, what what happened? They he went to the. Card- Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. Well, he was done. He wasn't as effective. He, he was never here. the same guy. He wasn't done, but he was never he was the never dominant. The was Ch- the he was never no, the he was guy. not. Now, yeah. the, the one other thing too on that is, I, I, I believe that in, Terry had a lot to think about, and we can all, you know, play armchair quarterback. We talked about this on the show yesterday. I, I think the way to go was to list the available star pitchers. Your available pitchers. And I would not have put Bieber on that list because the decision was an organizational decision. We're not going to make him available. He would have been at, 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 down at the very bottom as a tie game 17th inning, right. obviously all hands on deck. But I would have put from one to seven with one being the pitcher I trust the most and then in descending order. And it would have been class A. And I know would have put a number of innings I can expect from him. Two. Number two, Henches. I can stretch him to three. Mm-hmm. Number three, Karen check. One. Number four, Morris. I don't know. I don't know. I put Stefan up there. Stefan would have, yeah, Stefan for Stephen sure. Stefan probably Karen had a Karen check. Yeah, you're right. Stefan. Yeah. Morris. Morgan. And, and add those innings up. And then I would have said, I'm going to do something super unconventional. Yeah, all bullpen. All bullpen game. Yeah. I'm just going to start Henches. Yeah. And see what happens. Or Morgan because he had the Or Morgan experience. because he was a starter last yeah. year. Yeah. But, but, and on that list of guys I trust the most, Savali's not in the top seven. No, he's not. And I, I said on the show before the rainout, the innings that concerned me the most were the Savali innings. You have to get yeah. survive those. But in your instance, I don't think it matters who you put. It's the fact that it's the first inning. 
and you're the first one picking that ball up off the mound. Yep. Yes. And the nerves that come with it, it's different when you're the second guy and the third it is, guy. Of course. It's but at no least matter. the other guys had pitched in the series. They had, and, and, they, and Morgan they were has started before. Yeah. And Hench just came up Hentges as a has starter. has come in and pitched. Yes. He was a starter and last Morris year. Morris is starting. I, I know that this sounds crazy, and you guys, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't believe me, but I, I uttered the word when, after the first walk on four pitches. I was on the air. I was, I was doing the four o'clock show. It was, I was miserable, but we were in tape piece, and I was able to see the game on the monitor across the studio. And I swear to you, at 4-0 on the four-pitch walk, I said, If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Pull him. Yeah. Pull him. It was obvious the moment was too big for him. Out of here. I know I it would have been humiliating for Savali. I don't care. I actually thought the first pitch was a strike. I, I did too. And I, I thought, thought it was oh too. man, this isn't good. If he's not going to get that pitch, he's screwed. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to squeeze it. And then he struck out Judge, and our floor director, who's yeah. a big Guardians fan, looked at me and said, you still want to take him out? And sure I do. said, I do. <laughs> I do. And that was his only good, that pitch to Judge was a good pitch, only actually. One. It was a, and, the, then, and that was the three two, but he got he right. went three two to judge. I think right. he did, and then and then he, he walked the next guy. And well, I'm like, no, he okay, hit Rizzo. yeah, I hit Rizzo. He, he had him two two two. I two, think. Yes, and but when he, he hit him, him, I just thought yeah, so this is him, where it goes got, sideways. He got to take at that point. Yeah. I would have took him out. I, I'm just the ship sorry. I mean, it's easy to say that now. Yeah. It is, and and I said yesterday on the show too, Jay. I don't want. I hope he's not getting beat beat up too badly by our fans because I'm not suggesting that he is going to walk away. But Terry has had health issues in the past. He's got nothing to prove. He's a Hall of Fame manager. Yeah, he'd love to win this and be hard to walk away from a team so young. Yeah. But to put all of this on Terry's feet, uh, he, he he got, got way more out of, out of this team than though, anyone no? thought that he – and you can't yeah. kill him for one decision. No, no I totally can't. agree. I think he'll be back next year. Uh, I don't know beyond that. I'm not even convinced next year he's back, but I do You're think not he's convinced. Oh, really? No, I think he is. I think he is. Right. Jay, doesn't he seem like a guy that never wants to retire, or he's not, I guess not? He also yes. seems like a guy, a guy that, want, that loves life. Loves to have fun, and this isn't fun. This, this is a grind. But this is his life. He loves nothing more than getting to the ballpark at 10 a.m., 11 a.m. for a 7 o'clock game. And you know where I walks around his and really? Oh, yeah. I, I, what are you doing at 10 o'clock? He puts his feet it's up all on his desk. It's all he's ever done. Yeah. It's all he's ever he done. He walks and around in his slides and his athletic shorts, and he reads the whatever he's reading. and like That's, that's his house. It really is like his house. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, um, from working with him on the TV side, I think, I hope his next stop is – in the broadcast booth as an A color commentator. Because I know John Smoltz, I think John Smoltz does an amazing job. Um, but I would love to, to hear Tito and his input during a World Series. When all of these decisions are being micromanaged by the viewers. Yeah. You know why I think he won't? He refuses. He has no he interest won't sell out. in second-guessing another manager. He says yeah. it all the time. And he, and you can be that guy. You can say, look, there are three decisions to make here. Yeah. And none of them are wrong. This is what I would do. Yeah. I, that's invaluable to I, the viewer. I think any good manager would be a good broadcaster. Oh, I totally agree. Right? I just don't the think The good managers. Joe Madden yeah. would also. I'd like to hear him. Yeah, Joe Madden. He'd be good. I, um, we got three minutes. Do you have uh, your no, mouth? We'll yeah, save, save it for a day. We can dig into it. Save it for a day. We can dig into it. You got to call tomorrow. Also, I think that's one that's a good social play. Yeah. So we can put that out there. And ask all of our viewers what they think it is. I'm definitely putting Peyton Hillis on there, no doubt. Well, I've got Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Oh. We should have a Mount Rushmore of losers, and then of one-hit wonders, a, a Mount Rushmore of, of losers, of losers, like, like you know, because oh, yeah. now we might need 20 faces for that one. Yeah, at least. You, yeah. That, that is coming to big, a big all be Browns. near you soon. <laughs> it's a big mountain. All Probably right. not next week. Probably in two weeks, but we'll yeah. get it. We got a we got a Jim Trestle and Mayor Bib next week. So. Right. Oh, nice. Yep. Very nice. I so love we'll, Mayor Bibb. We'll, we'll squeeze and, him in later. And Jim Tressel is, is he in studio? No. Damn. And we okay. purposely scheduled him on a day Jason's not here. So you're welcome, Jason. Yeah, Shout out to the mayor. He was on the list. Yeah, I know. I've heard you, you guys didn't we, we had get along so well. Bibb we was, was on the uh, 22 most interesting or uh, 32 most interesting people. The challenge for Cleveland is going to be yes. keeping him more than one term. 
Mm. He's got Senate on his mind. He has White House on his mind. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll see. And he's he's on next Wednesday. We will get to that with him, but we'll see y'all tomorrow. Okay, one quick thing. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit the bell. Hit the bell. Get the notifications. We should get a counter. We are 22 hours away from our next broadcast. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We will see you tomorrow. It's Friday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.